the people the people who are like kind of around you in your sexual awakening like it kind of determines how you go through life so like I think maybe just kind of like repressing my feelings and trying not to seem like I'm into anyone and obviously if I'm in a predominantly black country yeah I begin to think no I can't be this way around a black guy because he's gonna think I like him he's gonna think nah 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 nah. so I've got to just dead that thing like I thought about it don't get me wrong I've thought about it and I'm like "Mm, maybe it's just an excuse for anti-blackness you know what I mean like like we said I could just be a bit anti-black when it comes to dating not even a bit anti-black when it comes to dating yeah but um I mean I'm I'm trying to you can try as much as you can to break out of something but unless the people you're trying to thingy are also feeling you back like they're also trying to get with white people too so like so what now like <laughs> what what now, mama? and the thing is so to continue my that's a black king right there phase i actually have i actually was talking to someone but then he stopped replying me it was so rude and he was cute sham let me show you his picture but also he has, he has he, in his pictures he had a lot of white friends so oh, okay so maybe he's one of those. You know who he looks like? Um, I'm not sure if he looks like Adair or the other one. Jason. Jason. I think. Let me send you his pictures. You'll tell me who he gives more of. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that kind of stuff. Sometimes you can underestimate how that kind of affects you and how it affects your outlook on relationships like obviously I think in the U.S. like being queer make it's different like there's a sense of pride you feel and like there's a sense like there's just a sense that you're not gonna treat me any type of way and they're very proud but I think it's different like with Africa where it's like my life is quite literally on the line if I step out or if I do a certain like, do I even thing. want people to even know yeah like even when I think of when I told people I told people I mean I don't know like I told people quite late in life you know what I mean and even just like having like my first kiss like first beat that was like later in life than I think it would have been had it been had I like had it been like a heterosexual thing you know what I mean um let me send you these pictures now yeah so I think I mean I have thought about that but I just told myself yeah you're looking for you're looking for anything in your hmm? that's a that's a black king right there right that's all i'd be saying these days. yeah but he stopped replying but also his first message to me was a bit it was a bit too like oh you'll be <laughs> like you know like those first messages you get from somewhere it's like oh you'll be fine now that i'm in your life it's like you're doing too much <laughs> too much like but then again maybe i do too little sometimes but i think yeah which we did we did discuss where you're like you're not even the type to shoot anyway yeah so you know what i have been trying to be a bit more open and like just say it's on my mind if that's genuinely how i feel that's genuinely how i feel if if you know me like have energy in my text because this is something i'm trying to prioritize so i did that it didn't work on to the next like i'm like listen i was gonna say money have you make but you don't have a relation there's not a relationship aspect to it but money have you make but in relationship terms that's valid on to the next baby that's what jay-z said okay ah, i can't come and die exactly um, but yeah i think yeah i think is that does that answer your question have i answered your questions you have okay you have, and it makes sense 
Like it's all valid. I see how that could happen. That's why I even us, I'm like, wait, but is it maybe because, you know, like as we got into the conversation of at the time that your awakening would have happened, it would yeah. paint or not paint uh, an image, but like would have a huge impact on, on who you see as a potential romantic partner. But kind of guys, it's not like. Like even don't you remember when I posted that snap where we're at um recess and Jojo, you know it's out there. Jojo was on the stage and I'm just like that's a black king right there. <laughs> like I think Jojo is so. I've even seen him. So basically the no signal state um radios like the the where they record. Yeah. It's it's nearby. So I was leaving my station. I was about to stay my station. <laughs> and then I thought about what it. Is that? Don't do that. I, was really, I mean, if you Google where the no, no signal station, then you'll know. You'll know. But you're a stalker as well. Just yeah, know that. Why would you do that? <laughs> so I was leaving my station. I think I was coming. I know I look crazy. Not crazy, but I think I was coming from work. I know I didn't look like myself. And then he was coming. I think he had just come from there. And then I saw him and I'm like, wow. In my head, I'm like, wow. There's a black king right there. So it's not like it never comes to me. It's not like I never, ever feel it, but I just think it kind of just takes every anything with someone like, like someone black would take me back and it would take a lot of unlearning. But also you can't, you can't force someone to date you. Like I said, they are chasing after the whites too. So, you know, I don't think it's as much of a, like the pro-black, there's not that many pro-black gays, but also another thing, this is just going to become a monologue about, as a queer person and I don't care um another thing I think and I think looking at it from my own perspective I think it would make sense for a lot of people there was a question on South African Twitter someone said um is your is your ideal not even yours your ideal is your partner like does the race of your partner matter and I think with a lot of when it comes to being queer that's something you have to throw out like them being them being black or them being white I mean, for the white gays, I'm not going to speak for the white gays. That's on them. They can tell you their story. But for me, I can say it's not the most, there's more important things to me. Even someone I was talking to asked me um, about the age of my partner. Like, does the age of my partner matter? Because they were a bit older. They were not in their 40s. Let me just say this. Because I have a few, there's this rumor going around about me. <laughs> That's not me. Whoever that, that rumor Whoever spread it, there's always a rumor about me. There's a rumor going on about you about that. Not a rumor, but I think when I say people older, people think so, you like the older, the older ones, the season. I mean, I would like age. Age is not an issue. Like age is honestly not an issue for me. Like I'm, people like some people think I'm quite mature. I can be mature, hundred percent. If I'm with my friends, I will hundred percent be immature. But age, like just like I said, how race is not a defining characteristic that I look for in a partner. Age as well. It, because I know I can meet a 37 year old who's mature, who's who's not mature. Like I know age doesn't really have a bearing on things. Like there's other characteristics that are more important to me, like kindness, like how you treat me, how you make me feel. Like, like do you like do you feel like the yin to my yang? Like does it feel like there's parts of the puzzle that you bring and you make me a bit more going, you make me a bit more free, loose, like that kind of stuff. That stuff's more important to me. I don't know how to put that into words, but that's the, there is stuff more important to me than my partner's age or than my partner's race. This sounds like a podcast that is dedicated to finding them. <laughs> that's not what this is. That's not what this is. That's this is an, um, you know, 911, let's find your love. It's not that. Like, 
I mean, it would be a very interesting segment. Like, <laughs> I imagine it very interesting. I wouldn't do it, but it would be a very interesting segment. I think, so. I think it would be quite entertaining. Can you imagine just we sit and just we go through? Swipe and say, so then this one. <laughs> this one then said. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and that's actually an interesting conversation. I don't want to obviously drag this on for too long, but I can imagine that um, I think when you're in a heteronormative relationship, right, um, especially as a Black person, you don't have to worry about many other forms of bigotry you know I think you probably as a woman were femme presenting well let me start off by saying as a a femme presenting person you probably have to initially start off by worrying about misogyny and patriarchy but like when you're now queer you have to then worry about those factors you also have to worry about self-hate um not self-hate sorry um, bigotry and hatred within the community, within the Black community towards queer people. So the people that you normally, in an ideal wor- world, you know, you should be standing, standing in solidarity with you, aren't really there to do that for you all the time. And I totally understand why, as a queer person, race won't be at the forefront because you're not going to pass the opportunity of love with, you know, a POC, as they love to call it, or like a, a white person just because they're not black. I mean, obviously granted you'd be concerned about, okay, uh, do they come from a racist background? I wanna make sure I'm not marrying into a racist or a hateful family, true, fine, cool. But once you figure that that's not them, you can't pass that up because what are you gonna do? But even being with a black person, what if their family, you know, hates queer people? So then it's like, you, you constantly have these things where I understand why naturally race is just not gonna be, you have bigger fish to fry. Like at the end of the day, the person's, personality and moral compass and who they are as a person matters way more than a race child and even then when you think about like the kind of family that they'll probably come around come from it's more likely than not yes i'm sure there are black families before y'all start i am sure there are black families that are accepting of their gay queer children i'm sure that's a thing but odds are if they come from like a non-black background, they are gonna their family is gonna be a lot more understanding, and you know that is just something you won't deal with. But I mean, we can talk about racism. We can the racism is always on a racism, but I think if I was to speak about my experiences, racism is not number one on the list of experiences I've experienced. Homophobia is always gonna be number one, like period. So if that is a thing, like, if that is a thing I'm trying to avoid, I'm going to do things to avoid being in that situation. And it just so happens that white people are a lot further down that road, down that conversation and down acceptance towards like queer people than black people are. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's why, but I'm just saying that these are things that kind of factor in and, you know, Obviously, there's still going to be, there can still be like mama, like mother-in-law drama and all that kind of stuff. But if we just look at statistics and stuff, I'm trying to beat the statistics, child. And that's, that's, that's very understandable. I understand where you're coming from. But um, speaking of acceptance and things we don't accept for me personally, ladies and gents, Candy and the gang, that's a show that I'm, I'm not trying to accept. But before we get into any show, let me not be rude. 
And let me greet our humble and gracious listeners. I'm Nesu. I was about to ask where your house manners are. <laughs> yeah, you are not no, raised I in a barn. Got, I still got I know, I know Mama Nesu ain't raised <laughs> in a barn. I was, I was raised in no barn. Mm-hmm. I'm Leo, and we are... The Reality Check Podcast. <laughs> but I did you. <laughs> <laughs> we are on episode 19. That's right. We about to hit 20, baby. I don't know what we're doing for 20, but I feel like 20. We have to do something special for 20. No, but that's like next week. Yeah, like, okay. you know what? I have a, I have, I have something. Wait. But anyways, let's let's not let's, let's before we lose focus. Let's <laughs> let's bring it back before we lose focus. <laughs> so let's just talk about the show we like the least and get that out the way because I'm not trying to talk about this for very much longer. Let me even time us. Um. So basically, guys, with this, as we are, you know, we are a reality show. You know. Well, actually, basically, Bravo. Honestly, we might as well might as well rebrand to the Bravo podcast somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but then Bravo goes to our asses, so I don't want no. that. I mean, but we are mainly Bravo shows. Um, but so, Anisu, this was Anisu's suggestion. This was definitely not a suggestion. First of all, I was just, you know what? Mamas, you know I was avoiding this show like the plague. So let's... We didn't have a choice, y'all. Why? Because it's a Bravo show. No, we want to keep y'all entertained. You know, uh, there was nothing else. You've seen the numbers. No one's watching that show. How? Like, I I've become a statistic. I'm one of the losers tuning in. Like, if we could have a thumbnail on this part, in this episode, it's this. Um, so we will be reviewing um, Candy and the Gang, unfortunately, for the next few weeks. Honestly, I'm just doing this because I know after that, Either Atlanta comes on or Beverly Hills, and those are franchises I do watch. So I am excited about that. Um, I won't reveal more about our schedule, but we've got a few, we've got a few surprises lined up for you guys. And no Nandi, it's not diamonds and dolls. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, talking but, uh, shows that should have flopped. Well, they are flopping. Speaking of flops. <laughs> Candy and the gang, talk to me. What are your thoughts? I didn't even take notes. That's how much that show would be. Um, let me see. I think I nope, I put the hashtag and it's blank. And, and which is sad because I did write notes on New Jersey. I wrote notes on notes on Miami. <laughs> I could not bring myself to say anything about this, like to say anything positive, negative. I could not bring I have a few things, but I my, my I even left one of the sentences about Patrick in halfway. Everything was just too, like, anyway. I think my my overall impression of the show is that they tried to turn up too quickly. I think with a show like this, it's different from Portia's family matters because those people are family members. It's different, which, I mean, I guess some of it, some of the beef that was in Candy and the Gang was to do with family members. But I think to make there be conflict between employees quite quickly, it doesn't make sense to me. Much like I used to complain about selling Sunset, there's no way co-workers, like when you're at work, well, what you should be doing, let me not say what you do to be doing. When you, what you should be doing is showing the best version of yourself. And for you to get irate, you to get angry, you to get anything, 
it should actually take double, if not quadruple, what it normally does. Like, you should be very restrained. I mean, that's how we are. I mean, that's genuinely like, it's not a good, it's not good advice, but it's genuinely how we are. So to see people get irate and turn up and want to turn up on each other, get angry, get asked to leave, to go home for the rest of the day because they're not in the mood. It's just like, what is going on? And it just doesn't put the restaurant in a good light. I mean, I get, I've never watched Vanderpump Rules because um, this is what this is modeled after. So to those of you who may or may not know, um, Lisa Vanderpump from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills had restaurants in Beverly Hills. Um, Sir Pump, I forgot the other one. Um, and so this was shows, I think it all started because one of the ladies on Beverly Hills, her husband had an affair with one of the girls at one of these restaurants. So, and then... I think there was a weird interaction between them and then the girl was miked and they even asked and she even asked to speak to the real house of Beverly Hills but this was on Beverly Hills so I think maybe that's where the idea of a spin-off came from and it, because it was around that time that they started doing it so I think they decided to do a similar one for Candy I mean Candy's I mean Candy's not like Vanderpump like you cannot compare Vanderpump to Candy Vanderpump actually shows up to work until she didn't but Candy has not showed up to work since season six of Real Housewives of Atlanta so to even start a spinoff now it's now is not the time to be giving this girl a spinoff like it's just not the time um yeah so that's basically the premise of this um and I just don't think like we're seeing, you know, the people who work there, we're getting to know them. Some are relatives of candy, some are not. I just think it's just not very interesting. It's not very appropriate in any case. Cause like on episode two, like just to jump quickly to something I pointed, I noticed that pissed me off was Candy's cousin Patrick was hanging out with the workers. And then he comes and tells Candy that someone was complaining about not getting paid well. And not, it wasn't even not getting paid well, not getting paid above minimum, at minimum or above minimum wage. If minimum wage in America is $15, why is she being paid 12? Like, and then Candy gonna say some shit like, oh, she don't even be showing up to work sometimes. And it's like, okay, then fire her for it. But as it stands, you could get sued. Like, I don't, and this is the hustler mentality. I don't, that pisses me off that people think Candy's this hustler, Candy's money. How do you guys think Candy's a millionaire? Candy has to exploit people in order to make this money. Even, I love the lady, even Rihanna has to exploit people to make money. Like, I know we hate to think it, but she's a billionaire now. So even Candy, who's not a millionaire, we can drag her just the same. You have to exploit, someone in the chain is going to be exploited in order for you to make this money. And Candy is exploiting this girl, clearly, if she's being paid below minimum wage. I don't know why she's staying, but that's, you know, that's not neither here nor there. Um, and yeah, I think this show is just a mess, but I'm going to watch it and talk shit for the next few weeks about Candy and her gang. I love OLG though. I love the old ladies. They are like my babes, like Aunt Nora, Aunt Bertha, and Mama Joy is like, those my girls, these my girls, these my friends. So I'm not going to talk not too much on those girls, but those are my overall thoughts. And I'll hand over to you, Nesu. I think before we even get into the different things that were happening in the episodes, overall thoughts, I completely agree that this show is a mess. Um, I think it was when we were talking about, I don't know if it was ladies who list or selling tampa, something, but there was a time I was talking about um, 
when you start, uh, you know, like when a show is new, same thing you said, we can't be in episode one and these tussles. Like, like even if, for argument's sake, let's just say it's really like, like you guys be really tussling at work. How do you intro the show with tussling? And like you said, it's the things that like don't make sense. You're tussling with your boss. And you know, I even have to disagree when you said, you know, it's not good advice. It is because in any setting, you don't get to people that you're not cool with like that. Like it's, it's a concept of boundaries. You don't get around people that you're not really mates with like that or you don't know like that. And you're easily irate to the point of wanting to tell us whatever. In any different setting, no matter if it's work, playing, out, whatever, you would be deemed the person that lacks decorum because why are you acting like that? Even around your friends, why are you easily irate to the point of wanting to tussle? Like, this is weird. And I think for it to have jumped straight into that, I mean, granted, um, I think this is the problem as well with sometimes when shows are started, granted, you've been filming for a long time, but like when it's not episode one, we're at the, we're, we're a little bit ahead. So we don't have a backstory. I personally don't want to see start with tussles and then you want to provide context and show us clips from back in the day. It's episode one. Like, can I get to know the characters first? Do I even remember everyone's name? No. Um, speaking of Candy, I just don't know what the hell she has against Andy or Bravo. You would think the lady has somebody's news over there because they stay giving Candy a damn spin-off. Okay, the lady is booked and busy, fine, cool. But like you said, at what cost? Like she isn't even, she hasn't been showing up for the past five to seven seasons, you know? And it's like, how is it that she keeps getting the spin-off, even in her own spin-off? She's just, meh, how you guys doing? Okay. She doesn't even carry her own spin-off. What does that say? What does that say about you? To the point where even like, I find it really interesting with the way, um, what's this? Um, the way she handles certain things within the restaurant, like Todd has to be more firm, like, fine, that's your cousin, but no, like, that's not a little child. Fine, you feel like, oh, my my God, child, my God. No, like, that's not okay. Fine, you want, and this is something I actually noted when I first watched episode one. At some point, she's going to have to choose. Does she want loyalty or does she want a thriving business that is obviously run morally correctly? But you can't be doing, oh, but I'm keeping this person around because they were loyal when things were tough, so I don't want to fire them. But then the same person doesn't show up to work all the time, or they're late every single day, or they're in and out as they please. Like, it, it to me, it just doesn't make sense. Um, so for now, I think everything is a mess. It would take a miracle for it to turn around and for us to have our minds changed. But it looks a mess. Like you said, it doesn't paint the restaurant for one in a good light i'm not going to be watching that show and think i still want to go there like fine maybe if you're atlanta people had wanted the experience of getting to go to you know the old lady gang but after seeing that i'm not going to feel like i want to be there like people are being made to wait how long sometimes the opening has been delayed because somebody came late and you're having staff meetings and people are crying and ciao <laughs> i mean I think I kind of dis not even disagree. I'll point out something. 
So I think the reason why she probably hires her relatives in these businesses is because maybe she doesn't want to give them money as in like, here's 2K to tide you over. Like she wants them to work. She wants them like, you know, to be responsible. Because I mean, when you have that kind of money, I imagine it must be easy to think you can just give, you know, give someone money like that. But at the end of the day, if they are not being productive with their time and they're just going to spend that money in the strip club, spend that on clothes it's a bit like mm, I'd rather you work for it and then at least kind of like that cousin who she talked about who came up in the organization kind of like that where you're you know you're putting in work you know they're sending you to school I mean I'm not saying it should be that you must be exemplary because I don't believe working hard is not going to make you rich like I'm of the belief working hard doesn't make anybody rich you, you need you need your you need someone who's going to push you up the ladder or push you down but you need a push in some direction on the ladder in order to make it so I think it's not fair but I think she I do get where she's coming from um in hiring them but I think like you said she's going to need to decide does she want to hire her family members does she want to be on good terms does she want to um, thing majiggy loyalty keep loyalty around or does she want to have a thriving business that opens on time doesn't have any issues there's no people saying oh this girl was disrespectful um the hostess was rude um all these kind of comments like you have to decide and i personally don't want to eat at any of candy's restaurants i have no fomo i've read the reviews they failed health checks i don't want any parts of it yeah but i i totally hear you but i think for me to do the loyalty thing, the people that are giving her the biggest problems aren't even her family members. The, the, the same cousin who worked their way up is literally complaining about being overworked. The person who's late every single day is Shandrika and she's the host. That's not her family. Then that's the same person that wants to tussle with the boss or this person or that person. Then you also have some people with Dominique or Bob Brian who as much as they may be fun vibes like I think Brian seems like he's, he's just good vibes he's chill but things aren't run the way a, a restaurant should be run the one who had the toupee and who was joking around about how it looked like a funeral like fine you're fun whatever people clearly like your energy but you also seem to do what you want to do um same as Dominique and like all these people that actually seem to be the most problematic or whatever and the ones she keeps referring to but they stuck with us you know they were loyal they're not even her family members. I totally agree with the point though of her hiring her members for that reason because many a times in different like interviews and on the show, like as housewives, she's alluded to the fact that all her family basically relies on her. Um, even in one of the love and hip hop scenes, I mean seasons, um, would have been Atlanta and it was Akbar V. She's actually Candy's cousin. And I think Candy ended up having to get her like one of her apartments or be like the guarantor or something. So Candy was even on that specific or one, a couple of, a couple of or one episode of Love and Hip Hop, obviously because of Akbar and Akbar was obviously speaking about, you know, my cousin Candy, she takes care of the whole family, blah, 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 blah. So that should actually just show you just how many people are to some degree on her payroll or expect something. So again, I totally understand why you'd rather just at least if I hire you, you're working for your money, you're self-sufficient. You can't come and say, no, nah, I don't help you out or ask for money because you're earning a living. That being said, though, don't go around and be paying people less than minimum wage. Like, that's illegal, first of all. Um, and yeah, like, it's just a really weird situation because when I was watching, I was like, for the last, I don't know how many years, Candy seems like she doesn't play about her money. 
So now as I'm watching this, it's not starting to make me feel like you're just doing this for the sake of the show. Because I just don't see Candy being the type of person, maybe I've misjudged her completely, but just letting so much of these things slide in a way that it's affecting her business from failing the health checks, from this, even the fact that she didn't have a generator because it's apparently long to go to the city and for the, ah, you're a restaurant and you don't have a generator and you're acknowledging that the area that you're operating, the electricity goes off a lot. Even if it wasn't on your busiest day, your stock in the fridge or the freezer, it's not affected. That, it, None of it is making sense to me from this supposed hustler and mogul and she's just letting all this stuff happen. How? But okay, I think it does make sense because if you're trying to cut corners and you're trying to keep because candy is very cheap. Like we talked about it, that candy, I don't I won't say the words we used, but candy is very cheap. So if you're trying to be very cheap, you're gonna not buy a generator for your business. You're gonna try, you know, to pay people below minimum wage. You're going to you're going to try to get as much as you can with as little investment inside as you can so if candy is gonna you know use people who don't aren't actually good workers there's no way candy's gonna hire good workers at her company at her place i mean she may have a few hard workers but i don't imagine it will be full because it's gonna be hard to attract someone who will say, who will say you know what i'm worth better who won't say i'm worth more than this you know and also, I was going to comment on the fact that you said, yeah, a lot of them seem like they have lit personalities. But I think that's another flaw about that I'm finding with a lot of these workplace reality shows. When are you professional? When do you just say, I'm upset, but we have something to do. I will discuss it with you in the staff meeting or I'll pull you aside for one on one or whatever. It's just always, I'm going to turn up because that's just how I am. I mean, let me not use that accent, <laughs> but because it's giving, I don't know, it was that. What's her name? Chandria? Chandrika. Mm-hmm. Chandrika. <laughs> I don't want to laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about like having a lot of these lip, you know, people, these big personalities in the office or in the workplace. It's just not professional at the end of the day. You do need some, you do need, I don't think code switching, like, I don't think code switching is necessary, but I do think there is what's professional. It's just that obviously what's professional, what's described as professional ends up being anti-Black. It ends up being racist. It ends up being all these things. But I do think they, you know, there is a level of professionalism that doesn't seem to be maintained on Selling Sunset, on Selling Tampa, on Candy and the Gang. It's just like a recurring theme with a reality TV show in the workplace. And I think maybe this, huh? I said, ladies, you listen, remember that girl who tried to throw the drink on her in the, in the office? Who threatened to beat her ass? Yeah. To beat her friend's ass. Like, even before we take into account that they were in the workplace, her friend's ass. <sighs> Those are dark times. <laughs> but um, that's the thing. I think maybe just it's either it's an unrealistic type of reality show or it's just not for me. Um, and I get it because I, I totally agree, you know, it's, it doesn't need to be code switching because I think for the most part, when you talk about code switching, we talk about, you know, maybe the, the usual things, maybe speaking in a certain way, or maybe in the office, you're not going to bring your egg busy and pounded jam, you might bring a salad because you're like, hey, now my stew or my ever is thinking up the stuff. We've always seen the tweets and the jokes on the TL, like the other, <laughs> the other day, somebody tweeted about how they got a new job. 
and they initially thought of taking a fist shoe and they decided, no, <laughs> let me ease my way to this and not bring that just yet. <laughs> let me not be that person yet. I don't know if you remember, I posted this on my close friends. There's a time I went to work and then there was a food. So on Thursdays near my office, there's like a food, not a festival, like food trucks parked there. And then there's different kinds. And then I remember, do you remember I said I ordered J-Rice? Yes. So I ordered J-Rice and that J-Rice sucked. First of all, it was made with long grain. It was made with the wrong type of rice. Was it, you're supposed to make it with basmati, right? Some people do long grain, some people do basmati, but the one that bags me is the basmati one. They made it with long grain. It looked like orange rice. It looked like, you know, like when you mix ketchup and mayo. Yeah. It looked more like that than J rice. The flavor just wasn't banging, but I didn't say anything because what? I'm not, I'm not going to let anti-blackness prosper in my workplace. Exactly. I'm, go- I'm going to support a black um, business. And I'm going to eat this like the tastiest J rice I've had in a minute. I'm good. Because they were there. Yeah, we're having our Greek. We're having our what? I'm like, I'm having J rice from the African food truck. Mm-hmm. Per. Per. That was too good. In my. <laughs> Let's get the bill. Per. But in my head and on my close friends, I'm saying how this food uh-uh. sucks. But you guys are not going to hear that from me. It's From my mouth, it's not going to come from anti-blackness. Never. Not on my watch. We, we do not want your ghetto here. No. 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 <laughs> but these are the things that people normally refer to when it comes to code switching. But I agree when it comes to, like, just normal professionalism. No one, especially at OLG, you know, you're working in an all-black space. If you speak a certain way, no one's going to have an issue with it. But have some decorum. Have some professionalism. Like day one, I'm even going to get into this now. We, we started off with Shondrita not liking Philip because she said, I just don't like him. For no reason whatsoever. Literally, guys, your bosses have said, oh, we're changing your manager. That is actually the situation. We're changing your manager. You have not met this man, whatever. It's not even the manager. Day. It's the director because Brandon is still their manager, but Brandon reports to Philip. The director is who you're giving this much. Like, you shouldn't even... I mean, obviously, in a restaurant, you're going to have a lot more interaction than maybe one of us in, like, a corporate company, like the MD. But at the end of the day, it's still kind of like, girl, are you are you there to make friends or to enjoy things? Like, it's just, what are you here for? And the fact that she, she went back and forth with this man about, okay, I, I literally don't care about your existence. I, yeah, okay. Jiggy, jiggy, you're crying. And I, I didn't like the fact that she tried to make it seem like she was being bullied and she was trying to pull, you know, the I'm a man thing. No, I'm your boss. I'm, I haven't even been here all of two seconds. Then you want to go and talk about him with your coworker in front of him. No wonder they're sending you home. Like, all of, I even hate to be in the position to defend a man. First of all, that makes me sick. <laughs> Why? Why? Why should I have been in the position to defend that man? Especially because the further you watch, the more you realize he's also tapped. So <laughs> why? But I just didn't understand, even throughout the, the, the episode one and two, we, we continue to see this thing from Shondrika where she feels the need to highlight that um, I'm the OG, I'm the boss, I'm the this. They even went out for drinks. She's saying, I'm taking the seat because I'm the leader. She's saying in a confessional, when it got on the, like, babe what is it is it that you want a promotion but you don't act like it because apparently you come to work late sometimes you don't show up like what what is happening what is happening the whole situation was weird 
But then at the same time, this, um, what's his name? Phil- Philip guy also forgets that, baby, that's this is not your company. Like <laughs> that's a black king. That's a black king right there. Not, not too much. Not him. too much. No, I'm, <laughs> not, not too much, much on Philip. But I just feel like, and I guess he obviously got into, you know, the situation is not possible. him feeling like he has to fulfill this leadership purpose and stuff and stuff like that. But I'm like, bro, you can't come and want to bus, bus, bus your way through this, this job. The fact that you're saying people that Candy and Todd have asked to come back, you're saying, well, I have a say in whether you stay or not. Granted, fine, that's your position. But at the end of the day, if they have said that they want these people here, and you're now saying, I have a saying with I have a saying whether you stay or go, which is also what's really messed up about this organizational chart. Because Candy and Todd want to pass powers to certain people, but then they'll also come in and overstep. And I know that that's how a company works in at the end of the day. Like if the, the CEO comes in and says, actually, this is what I want to do, obviously it overrules or overrides like the manager or the director's decision. But you brought in this person literally the other day and said, take change it up tomorrow you're coming and bring back the same people that you're saying were affecting the way the company was running nothing is making sense and i don't know if it's because maybe she feels to bring the old people because following the company's you know decline in reputation those are probably the only people who'd be willing to come and work again i don't know but all i know is it just simply doesn't look good at all That's all I have to say about that show. That's everything nice I have to say about nice, that Nice, you have to say. No, I don't even blame you. Um, I also agree. I love the OLG. Um, Bertha, <laughs> on Nora, Mama Joyce, I think I'm enjoying them. Um, they may have a little feistiness in them, but that's what I like. Those are my girls, my friends. Um, I like that energy. I did find it weird that um, we actually spoke about this earlier on. Patrick kind of finding himself in the position where you want to be friends with their co-workers but your candy's cousin slash godson slash whatever and you're in the middle but it's like you can't sit there and find at the dinner and even in his confession he was saying I'm not going to say anything because I don't agree and obviously my loyalty lies with candy but then you're also still chilling and friends with these people like his cousin Melvin simply didn't go maybe he was busy or tied up with some other stuff but like or you could have easily said, hey, guys, and I thought that I don't, I don't feel comfortable having this conversation. You're not going to sit there, pim, not say anything, then go and snitch like one tattletale. That's so weird to me. Like, Or say, you know what, guys, if you're going to have this conversation, either you acknowledge that I'm going to go to Candy with this information or you have this when I'm not around. Like, be okay. forefront, like, be a real bitch and just say, I'm going to do this with this information. So you guys should know what I'm going to do regarding <laughs> I think yeah. that's why it makes working with someone's relative uncomfortable because then you're in the mix and it's just not cute. At all. But I also do think even with the employees, that's why now a lot of it is starting to come across as though it's just for the TV show. Because for me personally, if you have one of these issues, why are you still there? They're paying you less than minimum wage. You're not happy with the way Philip is running it. Why are you still there? Ask. Anish, ask. Because wow. me, when I say it, you guys call me mad. Dominique might be the only person who makes sense because she wants to have a safety net. Like when she's not doing the dancing stuff and she is, hasn't been able to book a job, she has a safety net of bartending and OLG. 
her backstory like, makes sense. That makes sense. Everybody else is, is, is especially um, Shondrika, who said she came, moved to Atlanta um, after like finishing college. From New York, mind you. Right. After finishing college and OLG that's paying less than minimum wage is where you want to stay. Like, girl, I don't know what she majored in, but like, surely. Something. Surely. Something. Surely. Right. But you know, it could be, you know, part of the unemployment crisis in the US. But at the end of the day, are you trying to be on TV, mamas? Or like, and even just, yeah. you now look at her storylines as like, girl, are you just trying to have a moment or what? Are you trying to be like, you know, have this moment where you're like, you're one of Candy's like close people them because she keeps writing this whole, where the OGs, many managers come and grow or many people come and go, but we're the ones who are always here. I don't know if it's that you want to be here by Candy's him forever or for as long as you can. But it's just, it's odd to me, to be honest with you. It's very, very odd to me. Um, but yeah, all of it is, is odd. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens next week. I mean, where it ended off was pretty like, that's why I said Philip is also being a bit funny. Like even with this conversation with Torin, it was just like, I knew. Like this guy wasn't even fighting with me. <laughs> but I think, you know, sometimes some people on TV, they, they turn on the pepper, they turn on the, the thing just a little bit. So I think maybe that's what he's doing, I would hope, because I would like to hope in real life, Philip ain't like that. If he is, it's a little, it's a little odd. But um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. That's that's what we can really say about this show, to be honest with you. My expectations are low with this show. I don't expect this show to go anywhere special. And let me tell you the truth. I think I cannot wait for the, these next few weeks to zoom by. Zoom by. So yes. we can get to the shows we love. This is not really, I'm not really doing it out of love. I'm doing it out of necessity. I need a filler. I need a filler before Beverly Hills or Atlanta. Honestly. Yeah. But onto something that was heavily anticipated. Real Houses of Miami reunion part two. Miami. Miami. <laughs> Wait, I want to play the song. Ugh, <laughs> uh, I really wish they gave this reunion more than. Thing is, when I finished it, I was like, okay, maybe it didn't need an extra part. But I also feel like there's a lot more they could have spoken about. But I think because these women generally don't tussle, it would have been a waste. You know what? Someone pointed. Out. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Here's why. Because basically, someone said, we've gotten so used to toxic thing that we think the only reason a show should have two, three parts should be because these they were tussling, there were allegations, there were things. But also, Miami is a fun franchise. Let's be honest, guys. Miami is a very fun franchise. Yes, for some people, that's boring. I get how that would be boring. But after all, I've seen the Phaedra Porsche thing. After the Monique Candace thing, I've, guys, I've actually seen it all. I'm good on that. Yes. I'm fine with the girls having drama over, oh, the umbrella wasn't on me. And then Kanye's dick at, at Art Basel. Arguing about Kanye's dick only because they took a picture. To, only for her receipt. No, no, girl. And I, no. I remember thinking, is the receipt, are they going to Google Kanye's penis? Because I ended up doing it because I'm like, maybe it's on the internet. It's not. It's allegedly on the internet. It's not confirmed it's on the internet. But only for Adriana to have a picture, she was shaking his hand. I mean, we'll get to Adrian, we'll get to Adrian, but I just think that franchise, it's just so fun. Like, yeah. and we need to get back to a place where Real Housewives is fun, where you beef with someone, where you beef with someone, it's light. Like, 
obviously Adriana can Adriana she needs I feel she could take it to hell if she really wanted to she could take it to hell but I think for the most part everybody else on the cast behaves Lisa and Marisol not Lisa Nicole and Marisol you can see that their issue it's it's not that deep like they it's can, not that deep like I mean towards the end of the thing Marisol was even being nice saying oh mamas but you did really well like she you guys, got the in you and that's what made me realize I'm like this franchise actually the most good vibes like after everything that happened with Marisol and Marisol being the way she was she even had to say to Nicole no like, but I give it up to you you got some fight in you she backed down to this day from the person you were actually to this day to this day the person you've been going back and forth even had to give you a kudos i said this is a good vibes franchise More like we're it. too used to, i think we've gotten too used to the script we need to change it up like real housewives didn't always be this dramatic like yeah, wasn't this toxic we don't need it to be this dividing polarizing thing where every week i want candace fired I want Candice fired. I and want to watch the Housewives. Housewives for me when it was like, I mean, this wasn't good, but like Phaedra and Cynthia's Captain Crunch and Uncle Fina. Like, you know, when it's like, <gasps> what did she say? But it's not like. <laughs> she was talking about her vibration. So that's dead wrong. That is that's dead wrong. That's why I said, not that. And you know what she said? Sadie and I always say to each other, um, I'm sitting on, uh, you, you sitting over there on Captain Crunch, worried about my Aquafina. But this is what I mean. That was the kind of toxic... How many times should I call your name? (laughs) That was the kind of toxic way, like, okay, that wasn't nice, but it wasn't a toxic way, like, I actually am considering whether I actually still want to keep watching this show. Like Like you said, like Adriana... and I mean, Portia, Candy, Kenya. I mean, Portia, Candy, Pedra. And then you had, you know, Nini, which wasn't that bad, but you have Monique and Candice. Then you have Candice and Mia. Like, there was a point of getting too much because i thought about it my energy after watching real house and my marine i was excited i was like i wasn't like i wasn't drained i wasn't like i know the tweets are gonna be crazy i was just like i was even sad i'm like oh my gosh i'm not gonna hear the little song unless i continue watching because i i'm going back so i'm not sure if we're gonna make this a thing but i'm gonna go back and watch from the beginning just to understand how we got here and also because i think what made me curious was when they asked something about leah black leah used to be on real housewives of miami yeah i, I, know. Was, I, was, I was thinking i need to google that who leah so black. i think clearly marisol because marisol visibly <sighs> went that's for someone who you want to, to be there for you <laughs> like even the call does not get a reaction like that from marisol so clearly this lady grinds she must have brought a barrel to marisol like but you know, ah, Marisol also thinks she's uh, she thinks she's Queen Elizabeth's niece. So not too much. No, not too much. More. 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 <laughs> like, oh, you know when you say don't mind her because like, anyone and everyone to Marisol is, is is annoying. But um, yeah, I just think we really should appreciate how light that franchise is and how fun it had gotten. Um, I don't know if you want to go deep, start deep diving into um, the stuff, some of the stuff they discussed. Um, so I think they open with the talk about Nicole's engagement. And you know what, guys? They're never actually going to stop discussing Nicole's engagement because of how, oh, yeah, we've been together this long. We have a baby. We're not really worried about getting married. I think that was her blunder. She should have just said, this is my boyfriend and we have a baby. 
and kept it cute because now she's just like, I'm not worried about us getting married because now no matter what, people are going to make a thing of you guys being married now, you guys getting married. It's like, oh, but girl, you told she was okay not getting married. And it's like, okay, but we changed. And even if she says we changed our mind, everybody's going to be like, hmm. But you know, even with that, not too much on Nicole because at the end of the day, we know how a lot of like a lot of these reality shows go, and even you know patriarchy princesses and misogyny and how people view women in a certain light, right? Um, we see it a lot where people obviously want to claim their womanhood or just kind of put out there that like you know my womanhood or my femininity, whatever you want to call it, is not tied up in the fact that I'm married or not, or my value shouldn't be put in the fact that I'm married or not, or, you know, this is my partner, this is who I've chosen to be. So even though that's something, and I said this from the very beginning of the show, I really believe she wants that, but she's putting on a brave face and has chosen to write this whole, um, no, we're fine like this, we don't want that, I mean, that, that's not important for us, with that kind of thing. I could see that it was coming from a place of she probably felt some sort of societal pressure. Because there are times we even saw, I think it was episode two or three, where she was even saying to Anthony, oh, but then what are they going to say? Like, you can see that that's something she wanted. But I think sometimes you do get cases where people, not even just women, people kind of can, and it's not even just limited to romantic situations. People can kind of convince themselves that they find with something in order to avoid addressing or feeling the pain that something isn't going the way that they wanted to same as you could do it in a job you could pretend you're fine with it because you don't want to deal with the fact that i'm really unhappy with it or now i have to look for another job with this is that and the third or even just the feelings of being unhappy with not being able to find another job like you can do this in any form or sector or whatever part of life um i think what i do think that's why i thought last week it was a, a little bit unfair because if I can see that as a viewer, these grown ass women can see that. But I think it gets to a point where it's like, but I thought you said you were fine without it. Mm -hmm. And I think also it was, it's like, Nicole probably would have helped herself if she probably came out and said, guys, I'm not gonna lie. I think all along, I thought I was fine with it, but I wasn't. And so we ended up taking the steps to change that. That probably would have come and gone and people can't dwell on things, but then that's admitting that Lied. I know that's what I'm saying that's not admitting that you lied or admitting that you had some sort of a weakness but at the end of the day her conversation or her whole chat about oh we're fine with this we don't really want to get married we don't really think it matters I mean we've been together three years anyway and have a beautiful son so we don't really care anyway everyone could see through it so I think just feeling the need to stick or to stay on this topic is like guys this is boring like at the end of the day, you know the girl was capping. Okay. You called out the cap in part one. Let's keep it pushing. We don't need to keep diving. But I do agree with people like, especially Lisa, um, feeling like, bro, I'm your friend. And I spoke to you two times after. And you're telling me your concern was People Magazine and what they're going to say. You could have told me and I just wouldn't have told anyone. That's why I'm like, Nicole, none of us can actually back you. We can't help you because your own friend like you can't tell all of these people are not new to the space as much as she wants to do the whole oh i was new to the space i didn't know what to do girl you're not stupid either and you could tell in the way she was kind of stammering a little bit that you know you fucked up you know you know I you don't believe the things you're saying you know you fucked up i think there's either there's two options as to what happened here mm -hmm. either she wanted to get the most publicity out of this as she could and so 
she ran to people or or two these things are actually not even options they could both be happening at the same time she really doesn't think of these people as her friends she looks at them as co-workers and she's like okay miss girl i mean i do think you know she did drop the receipts that you know she does be inviting these girls around she doesn't just thingy drop them when filming jobs which is good but at the end of the day if you can't tell them something as big as this it's a bit like you you could wonder like i was surprised that andy even went there and said do you just want to do this to be on tv i'm like okay miss girl not because with housewives they don't really acknowledge that they're on tv they just kind of act like they're not life and whatever somebody yeah like it's life and this is just the cameras are on while they're doing life but this is the first time it's like oh are you well not the first time i think it's probably come up a few times but it's very rare kind of like when they accused um giselle dating jamal for the cameras kenya of dating all her boyfriends for the cameras Um, so can i finish (laughs) (laughs) monday is my favorite day of the week Clearly. Um, but yeah, it's giving that she didn't it give it's given that she didn't think something through and it's unclear what. And maybe she doesn't want to be like you said, she doesn't want her feet held to the fire. And that's cool, mamas. But don't come and call us crazy for thinking you're doing this for you're doing this to prove something to us. Exactly. And when people and it's like what I said last week actually before I even finished that point. It just makes me wonder what next season is going to look like. Because we all know how, like, the reunion goes. There comes a point at the end of the reunion where all the houses are gathering together, taking shots, or sipping champagne, or tears, and, oh, happy family. Then you get to season one of the policy, GG, there's war. So even though Marisol and Nicole, you can see it's a little bit lighthearted, and it's not going to be as bad as other franchises, but who's to say next season they're going to start off and everyone's having shots and cocktails together it's not guaranteed which just leads me to wonder like what next season looks like for nicole like i was saying last week adriana and julia are just not the hill she wants to die on and in this reunion she's been going so hard at larsa that i'm like are you sure Madison, Alexia, larsa could be your girl if you were smart larsa actually could have been your larsa girl larsa could be smart. the girl and now Alexia, I mean Alexia Marcel already they're done on, with her. They're, they're not on your side anyway. They could be keeping cordial and cute, but you're not their friend. And they see Lassa as a friend, and you've been going in on Lassa. Lisa, who thought she was your friend, you didn't tell her about the engagement, and now she's even seeing the way you reacted throughout this reunion. She's probably just gonna be like, hmm. okay. I think if Nicole was smart, she'd shine her eye and team up with Lisa and Lassa and call it a day because. That other, those other, those other girls, those are the girls, or I don't know, or your maybe Kiki and maybe she can do something with Kiki and Gertie, but she's got, she better run and she better run fast because Adriana and Julia are not those girls. And the thing is, even Kiki and Gertie, those are kumbaya babes. They, they, they're not on one side. To the T. They are keeping their peace and love, love and light. Love and light, peace and happiness. Chakra hands, manifestation babes, love and light hands. They're not, they're not choosing one side. So even 11, 11 I, bandits. <laughs> like they are not, they are not doing any, they are not at all. So if you thought that, okay, even let me just team up on them, this is gonna come point, they're like babes, but these are the people are my friends too. Babes. I gotta go. 
on this side, we don't fight. Like, I know you get the memo. We don't fight here. We don't do that right here. So, um, yeah, I just hope she shines her eye during this time of, like, or away from filming. And she makes peace with a lot more people. And they let bygones be bygones. And hopefully they forgive her because... Can I talk about Adriana? Okay. <laughs> Adriana, you can't can wait. Clearly, for all her stunts, for all of that, like guys, this is the first time I think I've ever stunned a villain on Real Housewives. Like, you know how Kenya used to do stuff like with her evil ass. You know, um, you know, I've never really been that girl, like the person that reaches for that girl, but. Adrian is just so funny sometimes. Like the thing with the cookies, the stunt with the cookies, I was gagged. I was like, oh my, I'm like, there's something. That's when I treated like there's actually something. Like she's tapped. She's got to be tapped in the head. She's not a normal person because there's no way you left your house this morning and thought, hmm, let me buy some cookies on the way because that babe looked like the cookie monster. <laughs> no, when when they say people practice their reads. And that's the thing. It's not like she knew for sure that they were going to bring up the who wore it best. But she said, just in case, I need to be prepared. To shame her. Just in case. The only thing I'll say about Adriana, I wish she was a villain through and through. Like, as much as she irritates me and I'm like, we are in Dinara and I'm like, get her off the show. Just be a villain through and through. For the mere fact that she did all of that, take out the cookies only at the end to say sorry to Lassa. And... I, and, then, and, and basically be a bit really like she wants to be friends i really wish you know i really like you last like she wants to be friends and this is why people have been saying you're jealous because the things that you do don't come across as you actually don't like these people especially now when you and you do all these things you've taken out the cookies only to turn around and say i'm really sorry if i hurt you um if you want me to respect your boundaries, I will. I won't speak about something if you don't want me to speak about it. And uh, you brought one old, saturated, oversaturated, over-edited picture from Art Basel how many years ago to prove... From 20... What prove, looks what looks to be at least 2012. To prove that you saw Kanye's pee-pee in the toilet. The picture doesn't even prove anything. It proves you saw him, but not anything to do with the toilet and what you're claiming. Even Bumarasol and, and everyone else was defending the fact that Bro, celebrities don't move around alone. Like, you for somebody like, guys, Kanye West, even in 2012, Kanye West, to go to the toilet on, on his own. No, babe, that's not happening. Um, And anyway, just the main point is, I just wish she, she was bad and she stuck to her badness. So that with her chest, not to do all of that and say, um, I'll respect your boundaries and I'm sorry if I hurt you. And I really like him. Maybe we can be friends. And then Lassa is even like, mm, Adriana, no, the way you turn up people, I don't know. Lassa is even doing damage control by saying baby steps. Adriana's are like, okay, you know what? Baby steps. How? If I were Julia, I would be like, you've been whispering in my ear. I've been saying all this to Lassa. Now you want to be Lassa's friend after I even now basically inherited your beef. Now Julia sat, sat there looking like Google the fool. Guys, you see why I'm not an advocate for inheriting beef? Because who looks crazy? You, you do. I think there was one time I inherited beef. I, the thing about inheriting beef, you always end up regretting it. There's no time you, you ever feel, no, that was the right thing. You always, even if the people don't become friends again, but you're going to be like, you're going to come into a situation where you're like, I actually don't have a problem with this person, but I've given the 
I've given the sense that, you know what, I am so angry. I'm so flabbergasted by this person, the actions that I cannot believe what's happening here. But, you know, in as much as I am, yeah, I love it. No, I don't, I don't say I love Adrian. I, won't, I don't love Adrian. <laughs> I'm, I'm entertained by her. Um, but I really feel like once we're going to season five, you said nothing should change. I do think a few things do need to change. I think um, the cast, those people, perfect, 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 perfect. Kiki, I need a bit more Kiki now. Mm-hmm. More Kiki. Um, but I think um, maybe they could, I don't know, they could add, give Marisol a bit more time, like make Marisol mm-hmm. more time. Um, I'm, I think I want Adriana full time as she might as well because she's, she's in every episode, so we might as well. Um, like, but I will say that for some reason, this cast doesn't feel cramped. Like, if you told me that a Housewives cast had, was that eight people at the reunion, I would have said that's great. Damn, that's crazy. But it wasn't like everyone brought something, everyone was discussed. It didn't feel like anyone was hogging the limelight more than anyone, maybe Adriana, but you know, that's because she's a problem. Um, but I really do think that that is an example of an ensemble cast. Like you go to New Jersey where they'll try to convince you that they're in an ensemble cast, <laughs> but they really aren't. Um, but this, this is, and they let each other each have their kind of moments. Like even when Lisa was talking about her, you know, her struggles with Lenny, it was, Everybody had their moment to speak, their moment to cry, their moment to talk about what's going on in their life. Um, I don't know if you want to add on to that or we can pivot on to my queen, Lisa. Um, we can go straight ahead to, to Lisa. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, what were your thoughts? Um, I hate I hate seeing my babes cry. Like, that's my mama. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like to see her cry. Like, and even seeing her cry, it was just like, I didn't know it was that deep and that they were actually like, she did say they were going to get a divorce, but I didn't think it was like, this nigga was telling her he didn't, he disliked her or he doesn't love her anymore. That was, that was, it was below the belt. And, you know, it's hard to, it's easy to see why there's, it's like, there's a bit of, not distrust, but they're not 100% okay, you can see. But obviously, having kids was a big dream of theirs, and they were able to get that. Um, but I do think mamas needs to remember, this is a housewife show. She's going to need to step it up. If she doesn't step it up with the girls, then at least in her personal storyline. Because not once has she mentioned she doesn't speak to her family. So why have we not heard anything about this on the show? Let's film some of that. I don't know who she's going to talk to about it, but film some of that. Let the girlies know why you don't be talking to your family. Um, I think she can speak on that. And I thought it was cute, that little moment she had where she said she wasn't, like, she wasn't in the best light. And she's like, what is the lighting good on me? I'm like, oh, what a diva. I'm like, <laughs> love that. Like, she, it suits her. You know, like, you see certain aspects of someone's personality, and you're like, that really suits you. But um, yeah, that's Lisa. What did you think about Lisa's performance this reunion? Her revelations about Lenny? Talk to the girl. Um, I think the whole situation with like her and Lenny was really, really sad. Like, obviously now it's like delving deeper into everything that happened, obviously during a time away from filming, before the kids as well. And like you said, you can still see how it affects his situation now. Like that clip where he looked a bit shifty, like almost was trying to convince himself and her that, yeah, yeah, I still have a spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So stuff like, I see stuff like that is quite sad. Um, 
we always highlight this ever so often when it comes to um, these Bravo and Geek cultures, how at the end of the day, and all the myths and drama, like these are still people's lives. So they're going to be searching things or certain aspects that are really difficult to watch because these people are signing up to put their lives like really under a microscopic lens for all of us to see and really get in their business you know and even before the reunion before she told that story obviously that whole question came from andy after many people had seen the scene and obviously everyone is now tweeting and saying what they want online like that man don't love her or this man this or da, da, da. and it's hard and it's difficult and imagine having gone through all that stuff then to come online and see people tweet stuff like that like you can i can only imagine it must really hurt um but yeah, that's my mama's too. I really didn't like seeing her cry or seeing her sad. Um, but even all of that being said, I 100% agree. They just, there's just gonna have to be more. Um, like you said, the family storyline as in what happened for her to say, for her to stop speaking to them. Because obviously she touched on the fact that Lenny was like him and Isami have become a family because she doesn't speak to anyone. Um, what happened with that? What about like? other friends or anything else or she keeps saying obviously Lenny doesn't you know think she does anything and she wants to do other stuff like is she now gonna start doing other stuff can we see more about that can she step it up with the housewives can we have a little more of a tussle can we have Lisa within the first few hours of being with the inhabitants where she was you know not taking nobody's bs like more of that like obviously she doesn't have to become an actual villain or anything like that but just a little bit more because unfortunately she can't be the kumbaya sweet sweet sweet, sweet babe forever um i think the same thing can be said about gertie you do need a calm person and you do need like the the glue the one person who can you know kind of float between everyone they're the one that kind of brings everyone together but i don't think you know beloved and light can last forever Granted, we've admitted that this is obviously a generally calm and more fun cast. So I don't think any of the tussles are ever going to get to the point of like peak toxic, you know, Atlanta or Potomac or whatever. However, even looking at the back and forth that Larsa and Julia and Adriana had, or Nicole and Larsa, Nicole and Marisol and Alexia, those aren't tussles that are really like groundbreaking or super toxic. A little bit of that. She, she can afford to have that with someone over something um it can't unfortunately just be goody designs or like you know things being goodified and good vibes forever um um so yeah but like just going back to lisa i think she's definitely gonna have to step it up in some shape or form um whether it's personal storyline or with the girls i just want there to be more because i never want her to end up in the position where they're considering taking away her mojito because she doesn't do as much or you know she just belongs as a friend granted i don't think it's as easy to be demoted as a housewife but like just give us more so that you're not forgettable so that they never have to choose between you and someone else who's really gonna get the last mojito you know so that she's just never in that position um so yeah that's what i thought about that's what i thought about lisa um yeah i think another thing that um I think I've said this, but I'll just say it for the last time because, you know, we are wrapping up on Miami. Um, is that, yes, Alexia's life is 100% still a telenovela. I mean, yes, the charges were dropped. I don't know the circumstances around the dropation of those charges. So I'm not going to be of the opinion that it means he's innocent or they, you know, sometimes with these things, you know, the person who filed doesn't go ahead with it, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't, can't really have an opinion, but I do still say that 
her life is a telenovela. And I know she has a reality TV show, we know that she's on, but we're going to need like, we're going to need like a biographical something, you know, <laughs> just go back. Let's just go back from the start so I can get it at each stage, you know, what was happening, you know, from the jump, basically. Um, I don't know how I feel about her saying she didn't know that Herman was gay. I don't know. I think either it's giving beard or like, like, like you didn't suspect nothing. Especially because even with the story that she told, I just don't see what what was fishy to me is the fact that it just kind of got swept under the rug or like left alone and nobody ever addressed it again. Girl, there are all these rumors from before. Then while you're with him, you're also when he was alive. When he was alive. When he was alive and she was on the show, they talked about it. They said the rumors that Herman is gay. Bro, but even she even said like before they even got married, these rumors were there. Then you got married. Then again, her mom said ignore it. Your mom said ignore it. Your mom didn't say they're talking BS. Or that's not true. She said. And this is from her mouth. She could have said, she could have not told us that her mom said, you know, she's the one telling us, my mom said I should ignore the room. But you know what happens? This is what happens when you try to like over explain, like the truth tends to come out within the- In a roundabout way. Exactly. And I think that's why we're we're kind of feeling like there are cracks in the story and the truth is like jumping up. Because like you said, for the most part, people know, and especially if it's cases where there's been rumors, you've asked, then now you've seen the interaction between Herman and this person and even then you just let it die um so yeah I, I I personally don't believe that either nope <laughs> but also actually sorry going back to her mom saying ignore it it might be a thing of because remember she revealed that it turned out that her dad was secretly gay as well and maybe that's what her mom went through and was like yeah you can see this but just Keep your mouth shut, chop the money, live life. It's fine. Like, as long as, as long as he pays the bills. He pays the bills. You guys are still in love and getting along a lot. You're still having great sex, according to you. What's the problem? Nasty. That's <laughs> nasty. That's nasty. I'm not going to lie. It is. It is. That's nasty. And that's unfortunately, like, we all know, like, how with older women, they typically tend to be that underlying misogyny or patriarchy where it's like if it's not broke don't fix it if everything is still somewhat functioning normal leave it alone don't ruffle any feathers keep it pushing and clearly that's the advice she was given as well i think what's funny is that the insistence on them even describing herman as gay if she herself is saying she could sleep with herman and everything was working why are we not going to say oh maybe he was bi or something it's just no, Herman was gay, but it's like it's you think- homophobia or like biphobia and bigotry because we all know how misogyny plays into this. Oh, if a man, someone has any men. sexual relations with men, then you're gay. Nobody refuses. Straight, to- straight, straight. Lee Daniels. Like that. That's it. No, no. They said Lee Daniels. <laughs> wrong. That show was wrong. Wrong. Dead wrong. But this is the thing. It's like there's no. They can't be a. Somebody's non-binary, someone is pansexual, someone is bisexual, even if you felt like your knowledge is not that extensive. Common bisexual people don't wanna because let's be honest, if he wasn't gay, he would have been avoiding Alexia like the plague. He wouldn't be able to continue to have sex with her as long as they were married. But he was, that should tell you something. Um, so I think, yeah, I just think it's quite unfortunate that you know. 
even her within herself and everybody else within themselves see it that way. Um, but this was also a cost of, for the most part, older women. So, you know, you sometimes have to take things with a pinch of salt of whether they are open-minded enough to look beyond what they've normalized um, throughout their lives. Um, but yeah, and, and, and true theme of her life being telenovela, even the fact that apparently, you know, Frankie isn't doing too well. Um, mm. And I'm like, yo, it just feels like there's always something. Like one would have thought that she finally got to get married, you know, this gonna happen. No, it's like, there's, there's always something. Not with my queen, please. Yeah. No, there's always something. I really do hope that like genuinely, you know, the universe gods do give her a break because it's a lot. It's yeah. It's I imagine. Um, yeah, I think that's everything on the Real Housewives of Miami. I think we can switch over to the Garden State. Uh, um, what, what was that? This franchise. You know, Candy and the Gang is the worst of the worst, but New Jersey is right after with shows I'm just waiting to end. Like, I let, think, let's get on with it. I don't think it's that I dislike. I realized it's just some people on the cast that make watching the show just uh not a nice experience um for example marge mm. uh, bored corny lame tomato, tomato i'm throwing tomato, tomato tomato i'm bored chef um i think it's people like marge melissa's pretentiousness aside from that i think the show like i could take disliking like if i dislike jackie like that i think i could take her dislikement a bit better if Marge wasn't there, because oh, sorry. I'm so tired, guys. I've not been getting enough sleep. <laughs> <laughs> not you, Yoni, as well. But um, just Marge can't mind her own business. Like I remember thinking, just the whole episode, Marge, where is your, where is, where is your income, Roach? Like, with, <laughs> why, why are you, why are you so bothered by Teresa and what's going on, Teresa's like? I think the low point, I mean, I was already pissed off with her when she involved, inserted herself into the conversation with um, Tracy and Teresa. I was like, strike one. But when she was discussing Teresa and Louis with her mother over lunch, I said strike three, four, five, six, seven, because she actually has to be a mad person. Why? I mean, I get telling your mom, oh, mom, this is what's happening with your friends. But like you're talking to your mom about these things, about Instagram, about all this, as if she can kind of see. And even she, the way she's qu- like questioning it, you clearly talked to her about this before, or she knows that it's a thing that you are concerned about. It's just like loser, like girl, where is your where is your storyline? Let's focus on that, mamas, because the way you're currently acting now, it's as if you have been brought on just to antagonize Teresa and it's not normal. Your mother is sat there like an idiot eating it up. Like she's drinking her mocktail, eating it up. All the stuff about, you know, you all have decided to take like a Bravo, poor Bravo cameraman to film outside of your home to a restaurant, you know, to put up the charade. So you can talk about Teresa. Really? It's actually ridiculous because I wrote down in my notes, apart from um, Tracy Lee and Jen and Bill, Marge has given us nothing. 
there's nothing about Marge and her husband, who's another Joe or another Bill or whatever that man's name is. There's nothing about them. They're both always being messy because at the husband's get together, he was also being a messy. Joe, I think his name is Joe. He was also being messy as hell about where's Louis? Should we tell it to his face? You too. Like both of them, I just want them to just get off the show. Um, her mom and her, like even when they sat down, in their opening like remarks to one another, they talk about how they haven't seen each other for a long time. You ain't seen your mama in so long, and the thing that's on your mind is Trey and Louis. Ma'am, there's nothing else that gives joblessness more than that because you can't tell me you haven't seen your mom in so long, and that's what's burning your chest that you feel like you have to get out and speak about an address today. Like that's not making sense to me at all. At all. But I agree. I think if it weren't for Marge, if it weren't for Melissa and Georgie, uh, even Georgie, not too much on him. He's not as bad as his wife and Marge. Like, get those two off the show. He's aggravating, but nowhere near Melissa. And Joe, when Melissa's, when Joe's around Melissa, he brings another side to her that I, I won't say I like, I prefer. I prefer that side as opposed to the, oh, you know, Tracy, you have to have loyalty to the family. And you can see that that was a line that they fed Tracy because how is Tracy on her second day out here talking about, talking about, oh, you have to have loyalty to show loyalty to the family. Like, girl, your man barely shows loyalty to his wife. Let's start How about you address that? Let's start there. Let's the call is coming from inside the house, mamas. Let's do that. Like- That's wild. I'm not surprised that that's Melissa's friend because she just has the same level of thinking. And you can see that Melissa does things behind the scenes or tells people things because there's no way Tracy would just have the no way or the temerity to say that about someone she doesn't know. You have not even, it's not even on one of those things where it's the usual, oh, I'm going to try to form my own opinion of you and not just because I'm Melissa's friend. She came and said, girl, I don't know why you're not defending Melissa. Because she knows Melissa, madness. That. that's the madness. thing it's, it's, it's actual madness I like Trey said in a confessional you haven't even been around to know what's happened in my family you don't know what happens within the walls of our family and what's been, what, what we've been discussing what we've been through for you to come and open your mouth after being here for two seconds that no but you need to defend your family you know one is bound to feel like da, 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 da. then now when she's upset you feel bad you feel bad because they fed you something to say and the people that fed you what to say Chased off to trade to go make sure she's okay. And now you're the villain because I can't even to inherit stories that are not yours. Now you look crazy. And I just think it's even crazy to me that she had the cheek to open her mouth and say that when, when all the stuff was being said about Louis and Trey this, that, and the third, did you open your mouth to say, no, why aren't you defending your family? Nope. No, you didn't. And that's what aggravates me so much about Melissa. Even Melissa had the fucking nerve. Yo, you know I had to pause the TV. Melissa said, you know, look at all our husbands. They're so good together. I mean, um, what did she say? And this was even about Jen. She was, it was like, about Jen, yeah. Jen, she was like, look at Jen. Bill should be here during this. But she did that. She took that away from him. Um, Melissa, are you forgetting the time you charged at this lady? Forget that. The time Melissa even used to say in reference to Joe that nobody can control her like she's not a pet now other people must be controlling their partners like make it make sense girly oh she's just such a fucking snooze fest guys forgive my language but i'm like 
She's so jarring. Like, Lame. Yo, Briggs. You remember that tweet that said, I'm throwing Briggs because tomatoes ain't hard enough. Tomatoes are not enough. That's what I need for Mel. And it's quite crazy that Melissa, when she's around Joe, she's, she has this Yebu Baba-likeness to her. Like, she's so calm. Like, yes, daddy. I'm never snitching you, daddy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's her energy. I never snitching you, daddy. I hold a brick for you, daddy. That's her energy. Getting eight like a fish, little daddy. She's a rogue. Like she's so unhinged. I'm like, yo, somebody make this lady stop talking. She's criminally, she's criminally unhinged. When he's not around, I what a loose cannon. Which I shame. It's just people like her and Marge that really, really um make this um difficult to watch. And it's quite interesting seeing the tweets that came up because I don't know. But um, with the stuff that happened with her company and then also Joe pretending on Instagram, it's, it's looking real criminal adjacent, real crook adjacent. And the fact that you guys were so upset, you were selling fake Chanel, so the point where Chanel had to send you a season desist. <laughs> but you're not a criminal. <laughs> nah, that was the funniest thing. I mean, I think I like seeing that, I think I'd seen it before that um, allegedly she was selling fake Chanel. That, because I wasn't that surprised. Like, you want to talk about crooks? The call is coming from inside the house. Honestly, I think literally the theme of the house in Jersey. The call, the call is coming from inside the house. You want to talk about being a crook? Why are you selling? Why are you selling fake Chanel and then you act like you didn't know? Chanel had to say, hey. Mama, that hey. bag, we don't make it. And then you're going to come and say, we didn't know. Where else apart from Chanel or Farfetch or a luxury stock is for you buying your stock for you to say you didn't know? So she was meeting people at the back of a truck and thinking this is coming from Karl Lagerfeld. Let's Dude! Be, let's be serious. Let's be serious. Like, I... Both of them, both her and her husband are ridiculous. The fact that they're so upset at being called crooks. But anyway, um, yeah, I wrote down in my notes about Marge, that Marge keeps doing this thing about she cares. And I think what's funny, even in that lunch, I noticed how... Marge's mom even said, anyway, like, I hope she's happy in the stand the third. And Marge is the one who wants to keep, like, bringing this up. Like, your mom is even saying, damn, I just hope she's happy and she's okay. You can, And you know what? This isn't even to excuse Louis, like, if those other allegations are true. Like, that's obviously a separate story. And we can only hope that they're not true. Obviously, we wouldn't want that for our good sister. But let's not act like you're bringing this up out of great concern for this woman. It isn't. None of it is. So the fact that you sit here on our screens and try to make everybody else believe that you just care and you're just speaking of a place of concern, it's so annoying to me. Like, don't do that. I think that's the most frustrating thing I've come to, I've come across in the Real Housewives franchise when someone says, oh, we're concerned. Because I remember they did that to Monique in season three when they said they were concerned about Monique's drinking. And I know they weren't, they wanted to make her seem like an alcoholic and they wanted to put it on her and say she miscarried because she kept drinking, which she didn't, but they tried to make it seem they like Marcus was crazy. And that's the thing, like I said, kind of if you put out a narrative long enough on Real Housewives, it seems like that's genuinely what you feel. People will gobble it up. And the thing is, like you said, you can't come and say it's a concern and mention it more than once. If it's a concern, the person has said, don't worry about me, I'm fine. Leave it alone. Why yeah. do you want to keep running around to every single housewife? Yeah. Every single... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather we leave it. 
alone, but you guys don't want to because you know why? It's not real concern. You're looking for a storyline and you want something to stick. And I feel like they're doing the same thing with Jen. They feel like if they stand in solidarity long enough, they can pin this whole, she's a Nazi person, she's a this, she's a that. I'm not saying Jen is the greatest person on the planet, but like this is housewives, all of you have done some foul shit. So not too much on Jen, okay? Even these husbands that have the cheek to sit there and say, she's digging, that's a horrible person. That's not a good person. Evan, if you don't shut your cheating ass up, if you don't shut, nah, nah. This is why when Jen comes and calls a bunch of bitch boys and whatever, your wives are vexed. But look at the way you guys are acting. Look at the way, especially because apparently according to Bill, Joe G was saying stuff online. So you're even going to do online. You're going to do chatty party on the interwebs. Then when you get called a bitch boy, it's a problem. They're wrong. They're the bad guy. Evan as well. Even if, nah, someone even tweeted, Evan spoke more in those two minutes than he has ever done on the show. When you're saying, yeah, go. Yeah, bye-bye. I said, why are you so sassy? Is it because they caught you cheating? Is it because they know who the lady is? I, I think, yeah, someone... I think the reason this fallout for the guys, I'm not understanding it. And I'm, I don't know if there are a few things that could be causing it. Either generally they are upset about what Jen said and, you know, her calling Joe a little bitch boy was just going over the mark. Or this cheating, the fact that she brought, that the cheating is back on the table has, has Evan scared, shook and panicking because the men, the men have prided, have always prided themselves in, oh, we're able to rise up. And they said it themselves. Nobody asked them. They said it themselves. They said we're able to pride ourselves on staying out the drama, staying out the women business. But all of a Sunday, you guys are now concerned. You guys are now, no, Jen has gone too far. Jen, Jen, Jen is coming after my business. And it's pissing me off because when you guys' wives are doing the same thing, digging, hunting, saying foul and harmful things, it's not a problem. But because it's now against you, all of a sudden, everybody got a problem with it. And this is why I'm like, you know, even if Jen is not a great person, you guys leave us no choice but to defend it because there's no way you can pin it on her and call her, you cheated on your wife, allegedly. That's an idea. You cheated on your wife, allegedly. And Jen is a horrible person for because when you're saying she's saying these things, um, she's digging these things to hurt people. When your wives are also doing hurtful things out of curiosity, Marge, when she's been talking about Louis owes everybody an explanation, that that's, that was not of concern. You guys are making it seem like she's curious or she's concerned. That was also to hurt people, but no one's calling her a horrible person, Bill or Joe, whatever, while you're there also saying, yeah, yeah, Jen, yeah. The call is coming from inside the house. Let's focus on that. Let's focus on that. Let's and even that. then, how I just think this franchise just stays embarrassing me with how much the men are always like women business is here. You know, the medulla oblongata, it's always right at the center of their brains. Like there's nothing else they ever want to think about. Why are you there? Why are you worried about what Jen is doing? Why are you worried about what Jen is talking about? What Jen is saying? Like, how have you made an enemy out of Jen? Like, that is so weird. Like, and now you guys are acting so 
hurt and in your feelings that now you're icing thingamajiggy. Bill out when Bill ain't even do shit to any of y'all. It's cool. I see how it is. You guys just don't like being called out on your shit and you don't like you don't like facing the truth of who you are. And that's cool. One's a cheater, allegedly. The other is a little bitch boy, allegedly. And 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 that's just that on that. Like you said, you rightfully you hit the nail on the head. Evan is in his feelings because your wife is he's looking at Bill thinking, your wife is a liability to my story. If she comes out with this information of the girl, I'm doomed. Now you want to ice him out or make it seem like his wife is so horrible. Da, 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 da. Because what's funny is throughout that entire conversation, not once did he say she's wrong or she lied. It's she's digging for information with the intention of hurting people. Not she's wrong. Not she said she saw the woman. That's a lie. Who? Was she speaking about Bill? Well, that's the funny thing. I really hope Jackie watches this season and shines her eye. This man did not say it's a lie. He didn't say, why is she lying about me? She's going, Leo, you know, somebody was falsely accusing of something. That would have been the first thing. Why is your wife lying saying that she knows? Can I do this? So what is she, what is she talking about? No, she's digging for information with the intention to hurt people. Everything is all there in front of everyone's faces. And like you said, the fact that they would have this whole meetup and the, the, the main topic of conversation is someone's wife. That happened even the last time when it was both of the Joes and what's Dolores' ex-husband name? Frankie. Dolores' ex-husband, Frankie? Frank. Yeah, when the three of them went to that bar, Again, they were discussing Trey and they were discussing Louis and then da, 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 da. it's like, why? This is one thing I'm always saying. I know that this is real housewives, but this is why in other franchises, the men typically don't get involved because if they're going to show the men and the men, I even saw this on Housewives Twitter. This is real housewives. Why are we seeing so much of the husbands? And now the husbands are tussling over like wives drama. This doesn't make sense. It's either they stay out and take a back seat like the husbands on other franchises, because these husbands get a lot of screen time. They're involved, involved. But if they're going to get so much screen time, you can't be tussling and getting into the women's business as well. It, it's just, it's not going to cut it for me. It's not going to work. I know I'm not the powers that be. I don't have decision power, but this is not, this is not giving me a good look for New Jersey. Um, yeah, sorry, no. I think it's getting to the point where even some of the men, I mean, I know they don't hold peaches in New Jersey, but whatever it is that they hold, the men definitely deserve one of their own. Like Peter, Patricia, Joe, Georgina, Joanna. I think you said Joanna last week. Joanna. We need to get, we need to get Joanna peach because Joanna's really jumping out. Joanna died. Speaking of the men, is it just me or does Louis always look like really red in the face? I don't know if it's alcohol, the heat in New Jersey, which I imagine is quite warm at this time of year, or the cameras. Like he's just always quite flustered. Like just have you not noticed he always looks a bit red? Yeah, he does, but I almost think like it's a genetics thing. Cause um, I noticed, I don't know if you ever used to watch Jersey Shore. Some of the Guidos on there used to look like that as well. And obviously they're in New Jersey and they're all typically of like Italian descent almost, um, which 
obviously is the case um, with Louis and stuff. So I almost feel like it's a, I don't know if it's like a, a something, because obviously the common denominator is the fact that they're of Italian descent, but also they're in New Jersey. But I would see, I would, why I don't think it's necessarily the sun is because there are other like Caucasian, maybe of European descent, classmates or whatever, don't look like that. Like you don't see Tracy looking pink like that or some of the other men and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm kind of inclined to think that, but he definitely looks red a lot. Um, but I think because I saw it on Jersey Shore, I just kind of thought like, maybe it's a weirdo thing. Like, Yeah, um, aside from that- I was gonna say, we did you clock that we debunked the, the theory of Black Dolores? That lady is white. We saw her parents. Is she white? <laughs> like she, she's she's past the allegation. Like she's no. wait, has she has she beat her? No, if she beat the allegation, she, she hasn't would beat be them because if she had beat them, she would be black. She so she black. she can't. Yeah, she she lost black the case. Though. She didn't bust case. She oh. lost. Yeah, she lost that case. She faded. She faded at this point. Um. Yeah, I was gonna say about Dolores. Wait, do you remember that reunion? Win a case. Hey, fifty cent was in her bag. Nah, I don't like. Not too much on Miss Phaedra Park. <laughs> not too much on that girl. No way. Not too much. Win a case. <laughs> Barnan, are, are you talking about Barnan? Yeah. Hi, Atlanta used to be the one. You know what was funny about Bar Barnan? I remember when I first started like going to London more often. And I saw that there was Bawan. For like two seconds, I was like, wait, as in... They have a London branch? I'm like, Peter paying them in penis in the UK too? <laughs> like, I was genuinely yeah. like... And then I think it was... I think it turned out it was like B at one, something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Got it, got it. Thank you. Also, love y'all. I was confused. Which, I know. Briefly, Cynthia actually suffered with Peter. I don't know why she didn't take her wedding day as a sign. I've never heard of a struggled marriage until I saw Peter. And <gasps> no, I don't know why she didn't take a wedding her wedding day and the case of the marriage certificate as a sign. Then imagine after going through hardships with your with your man. You're on TV, they're telling you your husband is paying his employees in penis. <laughs> Yay! That was foul. That was another foul one. <laughs> another um, foul one. But yeah, back to Dolores, obviously, white Dolores. Yeah, I've seen um. the pen. And the parents are clearly white, like, not even a little bit tan. White, like, it's not even, like, Italian. Caucasian. No, they're Caucasian. <laughs> but then also, um, her kids are Caucasian. So I'm very confused. Because it doesn't look like tan, guys. There's no way that is tan. I think with Dolores, it might be tan. Because when you look at her younger things, yeah, she looked a little bit like a little the bit same. tan, but like looks it's not the same as she, like now she definitely looks more brown. But brown skin, girl. Don't you dare. <laughs> your sniper. It's difficult to say whether it means back then she was tanning. Because you do also but get was that. Tanning, was tanning up to scratch like that? Yeah, I remember Baywatch when Baywatch first dropped, like Baywatch, Baywatch, the original one. This thing I want Pamela Anderson, the OG one. They were tanning even back then. Was spray tan? I don't know. I I don't know. 
Um, but yeah. That yeah, gonna... thing about her story, I really do hope like obviously her mom ends up being okay. Um, oh, that's what you. I was gonna talk about something else. Okay, Miss Girl, you finish. But no, no, I'm starting off with that. But I was gonna go talk about Frank. Frank. What's her man's name? Frank. Is Frank her character or her ex? Oh. Well, David. 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 Um, I think it's quite sad that like the situation is as volatile as it is because I just felt like it's a true testament to you could love someone as like you and somebody could love each other so much but if you feel like you know they're not giving you what you want out of that relationship at some point you're going to have to choose yourself and not stay and just kind of coast along for the sake of oh but I love that person because you kind of end up wasting your life and I am I'm sad to see her so sad but I'm happy that she did kind of make that decision to choose herself because you can still see even when she speaks on it, she is quite hurt, but um, also equally proud of the fact that she made that decision to put herself first, like Ayo, love him, he loves me, he was good. And you can see that everyone around them clearly really loved him, like from the girl's reaction to the news, her parents' reaction, especially her dad, he was really sad about it and was like, yo, I really liked him. Like, oh my gosh, what? um so you can see that he was probably a good person but obviously if he was always going to put work first and it starts to feel like somebody's putting work for you it's not a nice feeling to feel like you're not a priority and that person doesn't want to settle down and share life with you um so i found that really really sad um but even in saying all of that when you consider the things she went through with frank i was not happy but like it helps that she was the one person who could actually be there for Jen and they understand because they went through something similar because, you know, we see Jen unraveling and all these things and there are these suppressed feelings, which clearly she obviously didn't take as much time to get over stuff and, you know, she didn't really heal. And I think that's one thing that is quite unfortunate about like people. I don't even think it's a housewife thing. It's a people thing that sometimes people get so caught up in the aha moment and trying to one get a one up on you that they don't really think about how their actions or what they do affect everybody else around um that whole situation being brought up to light about jen and bill and the mistress and stuff like that the fact that now everything has been brought up um and she has to now start telling her sisters which she never told her family her parents her kids her kids are crying well obviously her oldest um who's 14 or 15 or something and like Granted, although all of us at that age would have been old enough to understand, that's still really, really young. Like if you consider a 14-year-old now, the impact that those kind of things have on young children is really mad. And I think what people like Marge sometimes, this is what really upsets me, is that they just get so caught up in the nastiness and the aha, got you back of it all, that you don't actually stop and deep that, okay, but this is all affecting somebody. And this is why, which is the one sensible thing Tracy said, at um Jackie's party that you guys don't realize like this person is hurting you know and fine maybe someone's pain you know it could be argued that okay somebody else's pain is not greater than your own but Marge wasn't put in a situation because she goes around speaking about her infidelity situation and what she did it's not the same as Jen who is trying to hide an affair for obvious reasons people don't go around saying hey the partner that I stayed with actually cheated on me before no one's going to do that so the fact that you're so stuck up on 
getting this aha moment this is really sad when you now see how it's affecting jen her children her family um and it's just sad because i think now she has to relive it all like it's one thing to not have really gotten over something but now having to relive it and then also see how you're now having to keeping you have to keep talking about it to the friends and like the circle then you have to tell your sister then you have to tell your mom then you have to tell your kids and all these people who didn't know you're seeing them react for the first time and they might want to know the story then what did you do then what happened then what did he say then how did you find ha huh. it's just taxing oh well having to deal with marge and melissa and their madness it's sad yeah i get what you mean like in as much as um what what's her name Marge thought she was doing she was getting her own back in that moment she was able to kind of like have a one-up on her and say yeah you've been saying all this shit about me only for you to have been in the exact same situation eh. but um at the end of the day there's kids involved and I, I don't know how old Marge's kids are I imagine they're a lot older but I think she you know at least she was able to own her narrative and to kind of tell her own kids you know her story at the, her own time but she didn't give Jen any kind of any sort of like consideration or any sort of like leeway or thinking you know what the girl doesn't deserve that but she just did that and to me she's trash for that I don't care um I will say I did forget to say um Dolores and Frank's marriage sounds like hell and it was like and that it was like very 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 unhealthy um and I'm glad like she's now in a position where she's able to talk about it more and she's even able to talk about it candidly and joke about it and have a positive relationship with him and you know even allow him to move back in the house how many ex-wife ex-husband um relationships do you know where you know you can allow someone back into your house to live with you you're dating he's dating bringing home babes you know you know he's sleeping with babes like you like how many of those do we know it's damn near zero for me um but it sounds like it was a lot worse than maybe what she's let on and even maybe probably what she's told her family because if you're saying your dad one would be angry about it two that your kids would be different people if he if they grew up with him in the house was this man doing i mean obviously i don't think he was touching anybody but clearly he wasn't a good person and you can only imagine what kind of things he was doing what kind of behaviors he was exhibiting if that is what you know comes to mind and that's that's a very scary thought i agree because um there's a time she highlighted that he was really insufferable at a point like nothing she did was right so like you said even if it wasn't to the extent of him putting his hands on anybody um just having that, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation or you've witnessed somebody just being overly critical of someone around you or towards you, where like nothing you do is right. And imagine on top of that, this person is cheating on you and everything you do like is not fine. The marriage itself is obviously on the rocks. It's just toxic. So there's clearly a lot there. And like she rightfully pointed out, because she mentioned as well, she hadn't told her dad at the time. She only used to confide like in her mom and only her mom knows really everything that went down. So I think it's quite sad. And even the fact that like, it's one thing to let somebody live with you again, because obviously it's father of the kids and you're better terms. But like you said, I think it was at the trip that they went to the show. Um, the way they speak, like you can see that there's still somewhat of a friendship there now. 
So I can't imagine having been in that situation and then having gone back to rebuild a friendship with the person that put me through all of that. That's crazy. Kudos to her. That's a different type of grace and strength. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I really hope she does find happiness. Um, I think everyone deserves it. So hopefully she gets that. But yeah, I think my final remarks will probably be on Jen and Bill. I really just hope she has time to heal and get over everything because um, you can see there's still a lot of pain in her pain. And I definitely agree with her. Like, it would have been nice to see Bill back her a little bit more um, on the night of the actual like exchange and stuff rather than him being in a corner um, because it just kind of gives people room to talk and people like Melissa to feel like they can come and say, yeah, he's totally checked out now and, uh, and say all these things. And for people to cackle with their husbands or whatever, even Jackie and Evan, Jackie and Evan be talking a lot for people who did, who are in the situation that they in. Like, I, not too much from you, but um, it would have been nice because as much as we don't like Joe and Melissa, like all of Joe's faults, one thing about him, you don't blame about Melissa. So he, you know, he dragged Melissa out of the situation. I mean, now obviously in their past, it seems that the relationship or marriage was on the rocks at a point. But for now, like, Joe will defend Melissa. He lifted Melissa out of the fight or, you know, whatever the case is, it would have been nice to see Joe say something. Like, even just the, okay, guys, let's chill. Let's, okay, just, even if you just have to pull your wife away, something. Because in that whole exchange, that whole back and forth, Bill did not say a word and he was in the corner. Like, he walked away from all of the shenanigans. Um, I don't know if it's a case of being overwhelmed, but like at the end of the day, that is that that shouldn't be for Melissa. I mean, for Jen to feel to feel the brunt of like fine, you cheated, fine, you're in the situation, and it's embarrassing something you probably thought you left years ago, and now it's under this lens, and everyone wants to just talk about your business or whatever. But like Jen can't be the one fighting for her life out there when she's basically the victim in the situation, and you're in a corner because you feel overwhelmed. I don't think that's quite fair. Um, you don't even have to have an exchange with another woman because I'm not for men ex having exchanges with women anyway. You didn't have to get involved and tussle with the other girls or any of the other husbands, but just to pull her aside and be like, you know, baby, you okay? Something, just something. Because you can see it also still affected her and naturally it would have triggered her and taken her back to a point where he simply just wasn't there and he had betrayed her in one shape or form. So I hope that doesn't happen again. From him because i can imagine the more he continues to do that the more she's just always going to feel like the, the, the impact of that trigger basically Jeff, that's it for me um leo do you have anything else you want to say um no i don't think so <laughs> um so that's it from us guys um please be sure to have a chat with us, interact with us. Please be sure to use the hashtag um, realitychatpod. That is R-E-A-L-I-T-Y-C-H-K-P-O-D on Instagram and Twitter. And our handles on both platforms are exactly the same as the hashtag. I've been Nesu. I've been Leo. And this yeah. is... The Reality Check Podcast. None of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, guys. Bye. Bye.